John, thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate what you guys do over the Tennessee Firearms Association. How you doing, my friend? Doing well today. Actually, uh, very, very busy. Uh, I bet you are, considering the announcement that I saw earlier, and I don't want to get in front of the parade on this announcement. Tell us what's going on with the Tennessee Firearms Association, John. Well, TFA is uh, working hard right now to build up a, a public awareness about the, the special session and the governor's red flag proposals and, and some other gun control proposals. And as part of that, we have our annual pack fundraiser scheduled for September the 9th. And uh, typically our annual events are very locally oriented. We have state legislators, state individuals as our main speakers. But this year, and in large part because we're sort of pre-presidential season and and uh, the red flag issues, we, uh, we took a long shot and we have been able to uh, get the consent of Donald Trump Jr. to travel to Tennessee to be our guest speaker in September. And uh, we released that information yesterday, and it's been an explosion. We have uh, we've sold twice the number of tickets that we've sold in any of the last five years uh, for this event already. That is, uh, that's quite a snag for the Tennessee Firearms Association. Donald Trump Jr. coming to the state. Uh, I'm certain that he will bring the message that his father wants to present to voters in 2024. But uh, for our purposes, more importantly, uh, you and I both know that Trump as president and his extended family, big supporters of the Second Amendment, and uh, and they believe in fighting back against some of the attacks that we see across the country, even in the face of some favorable Supreme Court rulings over the last several years. Very much so. I mean, one thing that's critical about the, the Trump uh, presidential campaign is one of the biggest attacks we currently see on Second Amendment issues in this country is not just <clears throat> things like Governor Lee's red flag law, but is literally the attitude that the ATF has taken under the Biden administration with what they call the enhanced enforcement policy where the, they have accelerated to a massive extent the attack on gun manufacturers and gun dealers, what I refer to as the Second Amendment supply chain, and putting these people out of business. Well, you're right, and uh, and the Biden administration is not going, they're going to do everything in their power. They're not going to you know, give up, suck their thumbs, and go home, nor are the Democrats at large going to do that. They're going to continuously try to assail our rights, uh, particularly uh, those rights that uh, that give us a certain autonomy from government overreach. And I, and I, you know what, years ago, back in the day, John, I would have fought against that and maybe, maybe thought that it was a little bit conspiratorial, but I believe it with all my heart that, that there are entities within Washington, D.C. that understand that in order to turn us from citizens to subjects, they have to take away our ability to keep and bear arms. I've, I, th there's every evidence in the world that that's part of the agenda. It's not just public safety, particularly when the Supreme Court said last year public safety in and of itself is no longer a valid constitutional basis for passing firearms-related gun control. Let me ask you uh, to give us a way that people can find tickets. Before I get too far away for a minute, I'll circle back, but I want to ask you about the special session here in a second. But how can people get tickets to the event on September 9th? Sure. There's two uh, paths 
towards that, they can go to our main website, TennesseeFirearms.com, and up on the top of that page, there's a link to the 2023 annual event. Or they can go straight to the PAC website, which we don't talk about very often, that is TFALAC.org. That's Tennessee Firearms Association Legislative Action Committee. So TFALAC.org, and they can get tickets there. And it's not just that he's going to be our guest speaker. We were able to negotiate, in addition to him being the keynote speaker, he's going to be doing a one-hour VIP session, and we've already sold almost 30% of those tickets in the last 24 hours. Oh, that's great news. I, I love hearing that because I love supporting your wonderful organization, and uh, and I know it'll be a great event. I hate the fact that I will be in South Dakota on September 9th. Otherwise, I would absolutely buy tickets and be there, John. But uh, give give Trump Jr. my best. So let's talk about special session. Um, I have spoken to people in the governor's office, and they are 100% in on holding the special session. However... They pushed back on me in a private discussion regarding their goals. Uh, they would say, were they here? And they said to me privately uh, that this is not exclusively about red flag laws. It's certainly, it's not exclusive about order of protection, that they just want to have a conversation. I'm just telling you what they told me, John, and maybe they've said as much to you. They want to have a conversation about is there anything within the rights, uh, within their right, uh, that they can do without without infringing upon the rights of the people of Tennessee to better ascertain when people have mental illness and, um, and, and need uh, some form of mental help or mental assistance. Are you hearing the same thing? And are you, what are your thoughts on that concept of a special session that doesn't maybe have to do with red flag laws? Yeah, <clears throat> we are. And, I, and, I, and I, there's a couple of parts to that I want to comment on. Lee has been in office as governor since 20. Uh, well, he ran in 2018, January 2019. We have had no contact, although we've reached out, no contact from his administration in the last five years. And, we, and to date, we've had none. You know, when he talks about wanting to talk to the stakeholders. Uh, we are in communications regularly with a lot of House and Senate Republicans. And they are interested, and we are supportive of the idea of looking at the options to identify people who have medically established mental health issues that are severe enough that they pose an immediate risk of harm to themselves or others. Because people, when we talk to them and, and explain the difference between red flag and, and the concept of seizing the weapons but leaving the mentally ill person at loose in the community, and then contrasting that with a mental health approach where you say, we've identified a person that's a risk based on mental or emotional health concerns, and we want to treat that person, but more importantly, temporarily or long-term if necessary, remove that person as a risk from the community. I think there's more support for that approach, and that doesn't necessarily implicate Second Amendment issues. Uh, we are talking with legislators about that approach. And, in fact, one of the people that has uh, talked with us about that is Representative Johnny Garrett, and he's going to be the guest speaker at our uh, monthly chapter meeting that you've been to in the past next Tuesday. You know, I, I've heard as much. I've said it this way, John, and tell me what you think about it, that, that if, if an, a medical professional or if an, a judge 
with consultation through a medical professional determines that an individual is a danger to themselves or to others, an immediate danger, if that danger constitutes a removal of one of their rights, it ought to constitute a removal of many of their rights until such time as we can ascertain. In other words, why, if you determine that person is a risk, would you just take away their guns, violating the Second Amendment, or and not temporarily confine that individual uh, to a facility by which they can get help and treatment that they need? Well, and that's a great point. And if you remember, since Covenant shooting, <clears throat> there were two episodes in Texas where one was a shooting that was a mass multiple homicide, but there was another where there was a multiple homicide, and it involved someone driving a vehicle into a crowd. Now, Governor Lee's red flag approach would take the guns from the individual, but they leave that dangerous person in the community with access to motor vehicles, knives, any other type of dangerous weapon where they could still do harm. Maybe not as much, but possibly so. I mean, you can take out a lot of people driving a pickup truck into a crowd. Well, that's right. And, and, and the point is, if it's truly about public safety, if it's truly about getting those with mental issues the help that they need and deserve, uh, then let's do that. Let's just not focus on the guns. John, one more time, I want to focus on this event, September 9th. Congratulations on getting Donald Trump Jr. And real quick, as we focus on this, I had one person that commented uh, that they were the one place that they were disappointed in the Trump administration was the bump stock deal. And I thought maybe you would have a comment on that. I'm sure you've thought about that as well. Yeah, that is a good point. And in fact, that is sort of a a, a difficult situation for the Trump administration because Trump did, after the Las Vegas uh, mass shooting, call for the elimination of bump stocks. But although Trump in general has been pretty good on Second Amendment and far better than anybody on the Democrat left, and, and frankly far better than some of, of the Republican middle uh, I think he just got it wrong there. And, and that was, I think, advisors suggesting to him a response that in hindsight I don't think he would have done talking to people surrounding and related to his campaign. Well, it's he the sees now, particularly with Bruin, that you can't go down that right. path. I mean, it, it is the danger of making an emotionally charged decision so quickly after a tragic event like we saw in Las Vegas. And obviously... Uh, the tragedy of Covenant School led to many wanting to make those same types of decisions, and hopefully cooler heads will prevail, and we will not make constitutionally uneasy mistakes, uh, such as the, the Trump administration. I would agree with you there. I'm not going to make the perfect the enemy of the good, and I think if I had Donald Trump here today, he would agree uh, that maybe it was a decision that he should have held off on uh, for, you know, for a, a few weeks or months and done more study on it. John, I got to go. One more time, the website for folks to get tickets. T-F-A-L-A-C dot org. Again, T-F-A-L-A-C dot org. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend.